This week we have a double um, Torah portion, the portions of Vayakhil and Pikude, which are the last two parshas of Chumash Shemais, and uh, which gives the Shabbos the name Shabbos Chazak. Whenever we finish an entire Chumash, we call out at the end of the reading, Chazak, Chazak, Benis Chazek, to strengthen ourselves in the continuation of learning Torah. So it's the last two parshias of the Chumash, but it's also the last two parshias of the entire section that deals with the building of the Mishkan, which began a couple of parshias ago. And Vayakal Pikudi is really where the Torah is telling us how it all came to be and how they actually put it together. They built all the parts of the Mishkan and they brought it to Meshur Rabbeinu and Meshur Rabbeinu finally erects it at the end of the Parsha. So in the beginning of Pikudi, it says that this is the Mishkan that was built and it mentions the primary builder or architect of the Mishkan. And it says, Ubitzalel ben Uri ben Chur Lamate Yehuda. It was Bitzalel, son of Uri, son of Chur, from the tribe of Yehuda. Asa is kol asher tziva Hashem es Moshe. He did, he accomplished, he did everything that Hashem told Moshe. So Betzalel built the Mishkan just as Hashem told Moshe. And Rashi gives us an interesting commentary. On this that it says he did what Hashem told Moshe. It, it should have said what, what Moshe told Betzalel to do. And Rashi tells us, <coughs> excuse me, that, that um, there were certain things that Moshe told Betzalel and Bissalel argued. In other words, he said, shouldn't it be different? And Moshe said, you're right. You're right. That's what Hashem told me. And he says, in fact, the name Bissalel, Moshe says, stands for Bitzel Kale, in the shadow of Hashem. He says, Moshe says, your name indicates that, you were in the, that you were, you're able to understand and know what Hashem wants, even if I didn't tell it to you. And Rashi says specifically that when it came to the order of building, Moshe Rabbeinu tells Bissalel to make first, he talks about the vessels for the Mishkan, whether it's the Arun or the Shulchan and so on, the Menorah and the Mizbeach. And then Moshe talked about making the actual walls of the, of the, of the, of the home, of the building. And Basala says, no. He says, shouldn't it be that first you make a home and then you make the vessels to bring into the home? And that's where Moshe Rabbeinu agrees to Basala and says, you're right. That's the way Hashem really said it. To first make the home, first make the surrounding walls, and then make the vessels. And that's why the Pasuk says that Bissalo did whatever Hashem told Moshe, because Bissalo was able to know what Hashem told Moshe, even if Moshe didn't tell it to him. Now, the Rebbe asks a very interesting question based on that. And that is, so here we have that Bissalo says, and his argument is accepted, that the order is first you make the walls, and then you make the vessels, which obviously is, makes sense. Um, yet we find that when it comes to the actual roof of the Mishkan, which was the tapestries, which was woven, woven wools, um, the tapestries that were covered, they were actually made before the walls, as the Parsha itself says, um, that they first uh, made those tapestries for the roof, and then they made the walls. And here the question is, following Bitzalel's logic, which was accepted, that you got to do this in an orderly fashion, and first you make the home, and then you make the vessels. Well, if so, first make the walls, then make a roof to put on top of the walls. And instead, when it comes to the roof, we find that no, they didn't go in the logical order. And first they created those tapestries, which, which were going to be the roof, and only then did they make the walls. How do we understand that? And the rabbi explains it um, in a very interesting way. He says, if you look in last week's, in, I'm sorry, in the first part of this week in Vayakhil, it says that those tapestries were made in a very unique way. It says that the women who had special wisdom, and Rashi says, a special craftsmanship. They were able to spin the wool on the goats while the goats were alive, while the, while, while the wool was still connected to the live goats. Now you had your live goats and you had women who were very, very 
crafty, tremendous hair, tre- tremendous craft, and they were able to spin the wool while it was still connected to the goats, and they brought the goats in that way to Moshe as their donation for the wool for the, for the Mishkan. And clearly this is a very unusual and tremendous skill. And they were expressing, the women especially had a tremendous a passion to create the Mishkan and created the most beautiful and the most special way. And it would seem that this is a, a, a unique way of spinning wool and something that is, um, it makes for a, for, a, for a finer wool because it's being spun while it's still alive, while it's still moist, it's still connected to its source. Um, and therefore the women were able to do that and were able to donate live goats with the wool on them already spun. That's what the Pasuk says in the earlier Parsha. Um, uh, I'm sorry, those women who had that extra chachma, that extra wisdom, they spun the actual goats. And Rashi says this was an umnus yaseira, tremendous craftsmanship on their part. Says the Rebbe, if so, we have here now live goats with wool on, that's on them that's spun already for these tapestries. <clears throat> to leave them, to leave these goats waiting while now we'll, we'll work with building the walls of the Mishkan, could be tsar balei chayim. It could be something that's painful for the goats because it's uncomfortable for them that the wool that's on them is already spun. So the women did it because they wanted to give the best possible wool to the Beis HaMikdash, to the Mishkan. True. But once they gave it, it became the obligation of the builders of the Mishkan to immediately involve themselves with shearing that wool and making the tapestries. Because you want to keep it in its prime form, but you can't have the goats waiting while, that, while their wool is spun on top of them because it could create a discomfort or pain for those goats. And that's why here they went out of the regular order, and here they built the, wool, the walls, I'm sorry, first the tapestries, in order to, um, in order to, uh, to shear the wool from the goats and use it right away, and only then did they make the walls. And that's how the Rebbe explains why they went out of order in this particular case. Now, whenever we learn anything about anything in Torah, it has to have a lesson for us, and especially how much more so when we're talking about building the Mishkan, which, as we've discussed many times, is the idea of creating a home of holiness for Hashem in this world. The, the primary home was the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdash, but ultimately that each and every one of us, that becomes our mission, to make from our own homes and surroundings a place for Hashem, a dwelling place for Hashem. So really every detail about the building of the Mishkan is full of lessons in our Avedah, in our service of building our own Mishkan for Hashem. So what lessons can we learn from this concept? And the Rebbe points to two. The first is this tremendous craftsmanship of the women. Being that women, these women had a special wisdom and a special craftsmanship, uh, special ability and craftsmanship, they recognized that if one has a special gift, I can use that for Hashem's sake. I can use that to make a more beautiful mishkan, make it, make a more beautiful place for Hashem in this world. And each and every one of us is given gifts, gifts, talents, crafts, circumstances, whatever we're given, um, whatever gift we receive from Hashem is something that we could and therefore should turn around and use it in fulfilling our mission in this world and making this world a better, more beautiful, and greater dwelling place for Hashem. And the same is if one is gifted with greater wealth. That means that they have the ability to do more for Hashem. And whether it's monetary wealth, or it's wealth and wisdom, or any area, whatever gift one has is something that's meant to be used just as those women understood so. There's a uh, beautiful story of a chassid, a chassid of the Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya, 
who was in business. And he said, he said that on days that I have a better business day, I can be sure that when I come home, there's going to be some tzedakah opportunity that's going to present itself to me. Because if I receive something extra for Hashem, it's clearly an indication that there's something more that I can do. And that's lesson number one. That when one has greater gifts, that's an, more of an ability to use them in our mission of making this world a holier place. And secondly, is the idea that when someone else is in pain, when someone else is hurting, then we have to go out of order. And even if it's not the regular way of doing things, in order to help alleviate their pain. And in this case, it was even the animals. It's the goats. But if the goats are going to be uh, uh, uncomfortable, then even though there's an order how to build a mishkan, and there's the logical way in step A and step B and step C, that's all good as long as no one else is in pain. But if someone else is in pain or discomfort, we change the order and we go out of the logical steps. And the Rebbe says, if that's true of the animals in the Mishkan, how much more so when one sees another person that can use our help, physically or spiritually. So sometimes we have the regular order of our life that makes sense, and it really does make sense. The proper way of doing things. And first I should take care of myself, and then I'll deal with others, and so on. The various different natural and practical and logical order of things. That's all good until someone else is in pain and someone else is in need. Whether they know their need or sometimes they don't know their need, and that could even be worse. When we notice that someone else needs our attention, then it's time to go out of our regular order and do what they have to do, just as they did when they built that Mishkan. Have a wonderful Shabbos.